what's going on? It's Brad Kaufman here with another episode of Comedy Jism. Sorry for the delay. I've been sick as fuck. <coughs> Hear that? Still got it. Man, but I'm finally feeling a little bit like myself, like I can talk. And uh, we're back. This is episode 11. And it's just me again in the car. So uh, if you don't like that, just uh, turn her off right now because uh, that's what you're going to get. A little bit of me in the car. But fuck, I've been sick and I'm finally feeling better. Happy to be better. Happy to be back. Holy motherfucking cocksucker is all I can say. Nothing worse than being sick. You know, when you're sick, you just want to be better. You know, like, you, like, kind of get an idea of what it's like to be, like, a sick person. You're like, oh, man, I never want that to happen to me. I need to, like, change my life. You don't want to be sick constantly. And then the minute you're better, you're bored. Well, may- maybe I'll go to Wendy's. I realized I don't... I need hobbies. I have no hobbies outside of stand-up and comedy and writing and trying to make movies and TV shows. You know, the general the general young man grind. It's a young man's grind. Um, outside of that, which keeps me very busy, but I have no hobbies. I had a free Saturday day. I didn't know what to do. I really had no clue what to fucking do. <coughs> I went to brunch. I went to fucking brunch at like one o'clock and got mad at the uh, situation. I walked into an empty restaurant and I said, Do you have room for two? And they said, No, I'm sorry. But if you want to wait at the bar for 20 minutes, we could see what we could do. Like, it's an empty fucking restaurant. Turns out they had a lot of reservations. So I left. Realized I had nowhere else to go. And I also had to go to Petco, which was next door. So it's stupid to eat somewhere else, walk back in. They seated me right away. I think that's the answer to that. Act angry. Don't be mean. Just go, all right, thank you. And walk out. Give it about five minutes. Walk back in. Say, I'd like a table. They'll seat you right away. Oh, they will. You know why? Because you're one more issue away from a bad Yelp review. You are. They turn you away for not having any uh, room. You're probably not going to do anything. But they turn you away twice. That's a bad Yelp review right there. And restaurants hate bad Yelp reviews. Why? Because women only pick restaurants based on Yelp reviews. It's true. I think Yelp is ruining a lot of really great restaurants. A lot of great restaurants are hole-in-the-walls. And they probably get bad Yelp reviews. And I can never get my girlfriend to go to any of those places. They might be a little dirty inside. The service may not be great. But I guarantee you that Nepalese food is going to be delish. But uh, some angry bitch gave it two stars because... The table was a little dirty. (coughs) Oh, man. Back at it. Back at it. I belong to this group on uh, Facebook. Anybody can really join. It's called Comedians Helping Comedians. And what it's supposed to be is it's supposed to be a way for you to go like, hey, going to be in Austin. Uh, Here's my shit. Uh, Can I get a, uh, can anybody know of a show I can get on? And they'll be like, oh, yeah, and it, like, avoids, like, the bookers and the management and the agents. Just like, oh, I'm a comedian who runs a show, whatever. But it's filled with cocksuckers. 
There are I I stay in it for the once a month that something posts somebody posts something helpful or when I need to be like, hey, I'm gonna be in Pittsburgh. I got a free night. Anybody got a show I can hop on. But it's just loaded with cocksuckers. Like here was a post I read today. <coughs> How annoying is that me coughing? Post I read today was I did a set. It didn't go very well. And then I did another set and it went worse. I tried to analyze what happened and I realized I ate a very big meal before I went on stage. Do you guys think it's a bad idea to eat big meals before you go on stage? If you're seriously asking yourself that question, just go kill yourself. Literally. Go kill yourself. Figuratively? Literally? I don't know. Just go do it. If you've been contemplating, all right. Because that's the dumbest fucking thing. If you're worried... if Is it a good idea to eat a big meal before you go on stage? Yeah, if you're hungry. If you're not hungry, probably not a great idea. Won't affect your stage time, but you're going to be full or you're going to be hungry. Like, eat a dick. Who's the cocksucker that needs to know that? I like to ask a lot of questions and I like to hear my own voice. And um, I just want to know, what do you guys think about wiping your ass before you go on stage? Do you want it a little moist down there after a poop? Or do you want it completely dry and fresh? Maybe even a shower. Well, what, what do you veteran comics think? It is the fucking worst shit. But you got to do it because you got to hear about the opportunities because you don't want to miss that one opportunity that's like, hey, <coughs> I got some good shit for you. There's never good shit. But they keep you in there for the promise of good shit. I literally have been an on and on ramp for 12 minutes. Ooh, I got to Ogden from Ohio in 12 minutes. Um, You going to let me in? You going to let me in? You sure are, you Lincoln Navigator. You're one sexy beast, Lincoln Navigator. Ooh, and you're brown. I like my, I like my chocolate, Lincoln Navigators. Mmm. Use a sexy Lincoln Navigator. What if I just assigned a personality to every car? Hi, I'm a white Chevy Sonic, and I just feel that. Despite race, creed, or religion, all cars and all colors should be given equal rights when it comes to miles driven. Hey, look, I'm a Ford Explorer, and uh, I think you're a fucking retard, Chevy Sonic. I, I've been listening to you talk, and I've been trying to understand it, but the truth is, an SUV is more of a road trip vehicle and it's going to be driven more on road trips therefore putting more miles on it I think you are a retard if you are going to take a Chevy Sonic on a road trip now I'm an Acura MDX and my kid made the honor roll is this fun for everybody? Anybody? probably not I'm a Buick LeSabre and back in my day <laughs> back in my day Cars were made out of fiberglass and plastic. They were made out of steel. And car accidents killed you. And children didn't wear seatbelts. Everybody now is a pussy. Hello. Are there any cars from Russia? <coughs> Russia's not big into making cars, are they? Germany? Huge. Russia? A lot more room to make them. Probably could use a few. 
I don't know of any Russian car manufacturers. Ah, the milkman. Dean's. Freshar. Better. Renzo. Dairy. Dean's milk. Pasteurized and delicious. Straight from the cow's teat. Loaded with hormones and antibiotics to make sure that you die a slow young death. But hey, have milk. We'll travel. Give you strong bones. A young child needs strong bones to grow up and and be strong. You sweet boys out there need to need to drink your milk. You sweet boys need to need to have some have some strong bones. Why is why was milk always like you got to drink your milk? I feel like it's a very farm thing to do. You wake up on the farm before you go till the fields. You have a little milk. Got to drink your glass of milk and your two eggs sunny side up. And your bacon. That's a, that's a farmer's meal. And it's probably one of the worst things you could eat. <coughs> but farmers are like, nah, you got you to eat this. The chickens are roosting. And the cows are ready for slaughtering. I think it'd be a very... Ooh, Uber has a new uh, headquarters. And by headquarters, I mean office. I was looking at a job opportunity at Uber. I wasn't considering it. I was just looking at them. You ever do that? You ever just look up jobs to see what they pay? I do that all the time. Not driving an Uber. I know what that pays. But like being on like work for the, work for the app. <coughs> Isn't that weird? Ten years ago, if you told somebody I'm going to work for an app company, they were going to be. They'd be like, "You're retarded. That's not going to be a thing." But now, that's like the thing. Which makes me think it'll be kind of fleeting. Because it's picked up and ramped up energy so fast. Without hmm, without cell phones, apps wouldn't even be a thing. And one day, we will be done with cell phones. Will we be done with apps? I don't know. Stay alive and find out. Well, that's, that's the one thing anybody's just got to do to find out the answers to any question you have. Just try and stay alive long enough to figure it out. <laughs> you don't have to do any work, any research. You just need to stay alive. What's going to happen with peace in the Middle East? I don't know. Just try and be healthy and maybe you'll figure it out one day. They'll figure it out and then you'll know. Will my kids ever get married? I don't know. Stay alive. Eat, eat oranges and vegetables and maybe, maybe you'll know. Will my dick ever get hard again? I don't know. Stay alive. Figure it out. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this is America. All right, this is what I imagine America would be like if America was a person. But not like America like we think of it. (laughs) Like if... Like, of all the things America was doing, is doing now, was to embody a person, they'd sound like this. And they'd be from Texas, of course. Um, let me think. Hello? I'm, uh, America. I know I kind of sound like Barack Obama, but let me tell you something. I am most definitely not. 
I am 146th white and a half actually. I am 146 and a half Christian white male and uh, I am one half uh, African American. Uh, but I've embodied this speech because he gives great fucking speeches. And, uh, yeah. Now let me tell you something. This is what America eats for breakfast every day. About, uh, 4,200 Middle Eastern children. And, uh, um, about 22,000, uh, Eastern European young girls, uh, being fed into our child trafficking system. We eat them. America eats them. Uh, for lunch, we're gonna have, uh, a healthy dose of uh, cartels and cocaine. Then a mid-afternoon snack of Jesus. Because you need your Jesus. You need your Jesus. Not regular Jesus. I'm talking uh, megachurch Jesus. The kind where a man yells at you in a microphone while you're sitting in a, an upper deck section. And uh, Sister Christian is playing on uh, the speaker system behind him. Uh, for dinner, we're going to take you out to a, a lovely dinner. Um, about uh, six million uh, starving Africans, which pairs really nicely with a uh, Riesling, by the way. And uh, you got to have a side. Um 40 to 50 million uh, child labor uh, Asians uh, who uh, sole purpose is to uh, weave cotton. So, uh, whatever's the side is going to be fed with a nice healthy dose of cotton. I love my favorite slogan is cotton, the fabric of our lives. It's not the fabric of your lives, it's the fabric of the little Chinese children's lives because that's what they do from four in the morning till uh, three in the morning before they're given an hour to eat and sleep and bathe. See, technology works two ways. You could create a pill that would uh, allow someone to uh, have all their daily nutrients from a pill. <coughs> and uh, starvation would not be so much of an issue anymore if you could just distribute this pill. But at the same time, you fucking know sweatshops are going to now work people 23 hours and 59 minutes a day and only give people a minute break to eat their pill. So uh, it's good and bad. Uh, But I digress. And uh, for dessert, just a nice, healthy bowl of climate change. Um, We're just going to get the... uh, the ozone. Nobody talks about the ozone layer anymore. Why not? Is it not a thing? Was that proven incorrect? It used to be you're not supposed to spray like uh, Febreze and Lysol. Anything out of an aerosol can because it was destroying the ozone layer. It's not even a thing anymore. Nobody even says that. Why? Because it makes such a small dent? Or because they were wrong? That sounds like something... Uh, Big energy cooked up there in their laboratories. It's not us. No. It's it's Febreze. It's not us. No. Smokestacks. What smokestacks? Smokestack lightning. You like that song, right? Smokestacks, uh, barbecue, pancakes. This is America. 
We're going to have our smokestacks. It's these goddamn Europeans bringing over their lovely smelling Febreze. Now, don't get me wrong. It smells delicious, but it's destroying our beautiful climate. I didn't put oil all over that dolphin. That's Febreze. been rough for me. I haven't really been able to do stand-up because uh, nobody wants to listen to a guy. Uh, What's the deal with airplanes? <coughs> That's not fun. So, uh, just kind of been laying low. Next time, fly to work. Metra. Isn't that clever? Because Metra's a train. They don't even fly. God, I'm sweaty. That's the one thing I don't love about summer. It's 50 degrees outside, 69 in my car because I keep it sexy. Um, But uh, my back is a puddle. My back is a puddle of sweat. And uh, this is going to be my life all summer. And I love summer. But uh, I'm a sweater. I'm a sweaty motherfucker. That's the main reason I work out. To avoid sweating so much. Is what it is. What it is. Is what it does. Is what it do. Is what it do do. Making a lot of do do. Um. Hi, Honda Pilot here, circa 2011. Uh, I brought my kids, age seven and ten. They're uh, half Jewish, half Korean Orthodox, and um. They don't like, I don't like you saying doo-doo around them. In the house, that's a uh, bad word. And uh, this whole family of Honda Pilots just won't stand for it. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to write an email. If somebody doesn't do anything about your language. Hey, it's a uh, Mercedes uh, formatic here. And, uh, can somebody kill this guy? I'm a Toyota Camry, and I, I don't know, I'm not totally sure what's happening, but I feel very strongly about a lot of things, and I have strong opinions, and I'm very uninformed. I feel like most people are Toyota Camrys. Most people of the world are Toyota Camrys. I love to hear myself talk. I have very strong opinions. And uh, I will defend them. And I will defend the people who I think need defending. And I do very little research. But I read a lot of headlines. I read a lot of headlines in my defense. And, uh, yeah. I just feel like if you're not out there trying to make a difference, you're just, uh, you're just part of the problem. And uh, I don't care how informed you are. I don't care what knowledge you have of right and wrong. I don't care about your moral compass. I just care about stories I can connect with. And by stories I can connect with, I mean headlines that I skimmed, that I generated stories about in my head, based on biased newspapers that have nothing to win or lose but financial gain and ratings that then get put on 24-hour news channels that I digest and listen to. All of them. 
24-hour news was the death of news. It really was. News was a thing. They had a couple hours a day to give you what you needed to know. The minute we moved it to 24 hours, it became all about ratings. You move back news back to the one hour, couple hours a day, 5 o'clock news, the 7 o'clock news, the 10 o'clock news. That's when anchor men were people. And that's when people were sexy. Back when you drank your liquor neat. You smoked cigars while you ate dinner. And you slapped the waitress's ass if she was hot. Not if she was fat. You asked for a new one. That's the golden age of news. That's the golden age of America. The 1950s. Post-World War II. Pre-Vietnam. Wasn't the 50s great for everybody? Yeah. Sure was. Everybody who was just a white male Christian was doing great in the 50s. That's Trump's America for you. I think... I don't think, actually. I know. I know. I know. If anybody ever starts a sentence with, I think, like I was just about to, they don't know anything. Because if you knew, you'd say, I know. I think that transgender Korean expats who moved to Russia are not given a voice. You know why they think? Because they never met one of those people. Half the people who go and protest for shit don't even know why they're protesting. A hundred percent. I just want to stand for something. So stand up. And shut up. That's news for you. No, but for real, one a couple hours of news a day, you got what you needed to know. And if something important happened, it interrupted your daily broadcast. I don't even think 9-11 interrupted whatever the fuck was going on at that time. You turn in the news channels. I don't think they were like, well, uh, Oprah uh, is, uh, we, we, we take you from Oprah to bring you this breaking news. I don't think that even happened. It's a sad, sad world. Vagina. 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 I'm a lady in a pickup truck. It's a Chevy. I'm a Chevy Silverado. And I'm going to tell you, even though you have nowhere to go. Eat a dick, bitch. Oh, you have seven in your throat already? I'm so sorry. (coughs) This lady is tailing the fuck out of me. But there's like a car in front of me. That's... That's pickup trucks right there for you. Go somewhere. Well, I don't go. I don't care. Not my problem. That's a pickup truck. It's a Chevy Silverado. Actually, I'm going 72, 73, 74, 75, 76 now miles an hour in the left lane. I'd go faster, but there ain't nowhere to go. Ain't nowhere to be, ain't nowhere to go. 
I see a lot of lawbreakers out there tonight. Oh, she's passing me. How far in front of me will she get? Are you a lawbreaker, ma'am? Smoking your cigarette with your wrinkles. Oh, she got in front of me. But now she's behind the red car. She's stuck behind a Mazda Miata now. Alright, uh, I'm going to play you guys out with a, uh, a lovely classic. Uh, this is a tune from the uh, early 30s. Uh, recorded uh, on Chess Records right here in Chicago. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful Josie. Uh-oh, 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 everybody, what's the problem, Beyonce, uh-oh.